Hi, and welcome to the Perpetual Stew. I'm Matthew Goodman. And I'm Sarah Merle. And welcome to 2024, Sarah. Woohoo! We made it. We did it. Well, most of us made it. <laughs> you know, uh, as always, uh, RIP to all those we left behind. And fuck you, Henry Kissinger. And fuck you, Henry Kissinger. Enjoy hell, you piece of shit. Yeah, people ask me. So this we're going to be doing our uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, I will add the bonus resolution of uh, at some point in 2024, I will dig my way to hell to punch Henry Kissinger in the nuts. Fantastic. Yeah. And then kick Scalia. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah that, that's a bonus one. But first, the first, <laughs> what are you eating and what's eating you of 2024? <laughs> the anticipation there was fucking killing me. Yeah. Um, so for the last week, it's been beef a palooza uh, at the, um, I don't know, I have to come up with some celebrity nickname for me and my partner in our, our household when we share one. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, my partner has been working on with a very close friend, literally taking the clutch apart, um, uh, like which involves like taking the transmission out of a car and like disassembling it and replacing a part. Anyway, to quote him, it's not a job pussies take on, which like after watching it happen, like I have to agree. (laughs) Um, But in the meantime, my partner's like very close friend has been bringing us like uh, in sort of an old fashioned show of hospitality, large amounts of beef. And we have been, uh, uh, I basically broke down a whole ribeye, like the entire like quarter of that portion of the cow um, over the last few uh, days and weeks. And last night, I think we're really, really close to the end. We had hibachi style um, thin sliced uh, on the leaner end of the ribeye um, with a little bit of teriyaki sauce. So that was fucking delicious. Hell yeah. And also when you said, you know, talking about beef reminded me uh, one of my friends had a roommate who was the, uh, this is back 2006 of the band uh boys night and they had one song that was a minor hit it was called meat feast okay and the i believe the chorus goes something along the lines of everybody likes a meat feast everyone likes to feast on meat (laughs) you know he's not they're not wrong yeah, we've been having quite a great time with it so i I, i'm happy you've been enjoying your meat feast (laughs) I am looking forward to a uh, meat fast uh, and just like a general fast. Um, I do believe in fasting for health. Uh, we can get into a whole nother episode about that. Uh, but boy, howdy. A lot of meat, a lot of meat for the last few days. It has made us feel quite blessed, but quite first world blessed. And by that, I mean bloated. So uh, what about you? What are you eating and what's eating you? So, uh, like you, I have also been stupidly driving myself toward gout uh, at a breakneck pace. Uh, so you can think Thelma and Louise, you and me, except that the Cliffs' name yeah, the is Cliffs, gout. Cliffs is just, uh, you know, crystals. Oh, what I? Okay. I don't understand what is happening with my recording quality. And here's what I'm wondering is back when we first started the show, the old Chromebook could not handle the rigors of recording, but it might be up to the task at this point with this new generation. Maybe I should try that next time. 
Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So I had a really wonderfully delicious um, holiday season in when it came, when it came, when it comes to food. Um, like on Christmas, I had a beautiful. Uh, first, I had uh, 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 charred mm. oysters, and then I had um, really be wonderful leg of lamb with saffron oh. rice. Yeah. And they gave me this very nice, you know, like, the, you know, the yeah. steak knife that you supposed for the meat. And I literally just like touched the meat with the fork and it just falls oh. off the bone. And I was like, I appreciate the thought guys, but not going to need that. Oh. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Not going to need that. So good. But like, uh, uh, honestly, the most fun thing was, uh, uh, New Year's, the day before New Year's Eve, so on the 30th, uh, my lady friend and I went to a, our favorite wine bar, had a great time, wonderful meal, and then after we decided to go to our local diner for a slice of uh, diner cake, because they have a wonderful display case, and she said that she would uh, she would pay for dessert, and it was a solid uh, five bucks Hell plus yeah. tip and tax, and it was unbelievably say, delicious. That, that, the, so, the diner dessert is like Diner dessert, especially with a cup of shitty diner coffee, is like such a like perfectly encapsulated uh, culinary experience. If you're from outside of America, <coughs> go find a shitty diner and have a slice of pie and a cup of coffee in there. It's a quintessential American experience. Yeah, you feel like you're in some sort of painting or like some... Uh, <laughs> you're in like a hopper. You could be... Yeah, you're in a hopper. And it's something you could be in any decade. Yeah. In the 20th century in America, 21st century, 20th century in America, it could be from then. Um, <laughs> it would have to be a little more recent because, you know, interracial couple, you know, but, you know, uh, that's but, how it goes. Uh, <laughs> had, we, but I am not taking a meat fast. Fuck yeah. You're just going to, you're just staying on the train. Choo choo, chugga chugga choo choo. Ain't got no brakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm running over the back of the convertible like a secret service agent after the back of your head. So <laughs> So, we're going to be doing uh 2024 uh resolutions, do's and don'ts. Things that we want to do that that we're going to resolve to do this year and things we're going to resolve to uh not do this year. As, so, uh as best we can with all our human follies. Exactly. That uh, th- these are uh, this is aspirational. So uh, we will have a chance at the end of the year to look back on this episode um, with either fondness or chagrin, depending. <coughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so, Sarah, do you want to kick us off? What's your first uh, do resolution for 2024? Uh, you know, I am going to do better about... Um, like, you know, when you grow up with money, you get in this kind of like wasteful habit of going to the grocery store with a list. You get the stuff on the list. You don't look for deals. You don't like peruse and see what all the whatever. And uh, like a helpful life skill that I've gained from my partner is uh, to do less, to do list shopping when you absolutely need to, but do a lot more like regular perusing of, you know, your Aldi's, your Kroger's, and just they might have something amazing. And last night, uh, we had these on special. They were stuffed mushrooms. They were um, spinach and artichoke stuffed mushrooms that were like pre-made. And they'd been marked down to like $1.65. So we got two of them. Crushed those bad boys. They were absolutely delicious. 
And uh, it's just like added a fun, like kind of uh, culinary twist to my uh, cooking style to just like see what's out there, see what you can get really cheap. And uh, I'm going to do more of that and see how much money I can get away with saving at the grocery store. I love that. I love like you're like very much leading into the like gatherer side uh, hunter gatherer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, like, you know, all of modern convenience dining, grocery shopping, right, is based on the sort of like, um, uh, what's the word? Like instant gratification model, right? Like you should be able to go get like, not to sound like I'm a million years old, but it happens in the early 90s. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you needed mascarpone. It was a bit of a it was a bit of a journey to go find the place where they had this very special low salt Italian cream cheese, and now you can get mascarpone at any fucking grocery store any time of the year from anywhere, and that's kind of weird to me. So you know, you know, I, I often am a list shopper. I definitely go with the more hunting thing. Like I know what I want, and I like chase it down, uh, but. I'm with you that the times I've gotten the most joy out of uh, out of food is when it's literally been just like spur of the moment. This thing looks good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure how to cook this, but I will figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, this is one thing. You know, my mom, my mom's boyfriend. Um, he is a flawed human being, as a, as are all of us. But he has this tendency to go into his local fish market or his local local meat market. And just ask them what's good. And like in 2023, this was great. They, they're they like, we have some scorpion fish here. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what that is. Um, but That's give it spirit. to me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Then he looked at it and he was just like, maybe I should give this to Matt to cook. And <laughs> he trusted me, which was super nice. And I'm like, I don't know how to cook this either. But I know that it is that Portuguese people eat it sometimes. So yep. I looked it up. Uh, figured out how to do it. It came out fucking great. And and you learned a huge, you learned a cultural thing. You learned a how-to thing. Gained some life skills. I love this. Yeah, get to check that, you know, off my list of things that I can make now. Fuck and yeah. if people ever bring up a scorpion fish, I can tell you it's very delicate. It's a white flaky fish. Yum. Very easy to overcook. So you need to cook it in liquid. Yeah. You can dry it out real easy in liquid. Give it love. Give it time. Make sure that you're always getting that liquid over the top of it mm. you give it you you give it all the love and tenderness it'll tell it tell you when it's ready you <laughs> pop it out and it will be delicious as fuck oh that sounds fucking awesome yeah exactly um so my first 2024 do is uh to embrace whimsy <laughs> yes i love this <laughs> that uh uh my lovely lady friend uh as part of my uh <laughs> Uh, my uh, holiday gifts she got she knows i like ridiculous things and also violence against uh food animals and people so like do you have a certain way that you eat animal crackers i mean generally i is which is to not eat them uh but if i do i mean i think we all know that you bite the heads off right like this is <laughs> right that's if you're being humane that way they don't suffer oh I hate. I torture mine. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew Legs it. first, so they can't get away. Then the butt. Then the head. Christ Almighty! Well, I mean, at least they're getting their ass ate while they're still alive. 
exactly. Like uh, like their little uh, <laughs> peanut butter chocolate reindeer. You bite the, the, the horns off first so they can't fight back. <laughs> yes. Then you bite the feet so they can't run away. And then Matthew. you eat the head. Matthew. <laughs> yeah. I, I am speechless. I'm speechless. <laughs> she knows how much I enjoy this. Um, so she got us little uh, uh, sn- uh, chocolate and marshmallow snowmen that you put in mugs and then you pour hot milk on them and their bodies dissolve into um, the, the milk to make the hot chocolate. Perfect. What we did not anticipate was how like horror movie it would be. <laughs> Because they, like, start melting terribly like you're dumping (laughs) acid on them. Like the villain in Roger Rabbit at the end. (laughs) It gets kind of Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Yeah. Exactly. So we both enjoyed this so much that she's like, you know what? Post-holidays, they're probably on sale. Fuck yeah. And they were, so we bought 12 more of them. Fuck yes. (laughs) To to deliciously murder with our friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I, I, maybe this is a more <laughs> violent and grotesque form of whimsy than many of you anticipated when I started answering this question. Certainly but, me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm embracing um, horrible, uh, grotesque whimsy in 2024. <laughs> okay, this gives me a lot better ideas of like something I could get you for next year, which is just like... I'm gonna get find. I'm gonna find a gummy man that you disembowel, and then you eat its gummy innards. There and I was. want you. I want you to post a photo as Mercury or as um. Oh, it's Mercury that devours the sun, right? Uh it's um, it's Kronos. Kronos, Kronos devouring a sun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I have I've been gifted large, uh, uh, vaguely anthropomorphic uh, candies in the past, <laughs> and I always assess them to figure out the worst possible way to eat them, and then do it that way. <laughs> like I got a giant chocolate Santa one year, and then took a <laughs> knife to his hands and feet. God Almighty! <laughs> I was a child. That doesn't make it better. That doesn't make it better. That puts you on a list, Matt. That's list worthy. And I don't mean like Santa's. I only do this for the anthropomorphic foodstuffs. I'm making this very clear. Open your window and yell that to the FBI agent who is absolutely (laughs) tailing you now. Uh, uh, This is is great. Um, I'm looking forward to this coming up in a background check. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sarah, what is your first don't of 2024 i mean ironically do not engage with uh cyclical start and finish uh cycles of self-improvement um and i was gonna write and pitch an article about this and then i realized i don't give a fuck uh but it would be don't join a gym on january 1st and not from the normal like you're gonna take off all the treadmills kind of way that people normally mean that sentiment which is like all the times that I took on self-improvement as like something like diet starts Monday or like January 1st or like putting a time, like a start and a finish on it. Right. Like not only was it generally a recipe for failure, 
but also like the danger of having this like end date to self-improvement is it's just like kind of mental permission to just backslide basically as quickly as humanly possible just really grease yourself up and throw your down to throw yourself down the slide <laughs> in the other direction yeah. and I say this as somebody who, by the way, everybody needs to read the book, The Obesity Code, um, especially if uh, uh, this is like kind of become my personality accidentally. But like over the last three or so years, I've gotten into fasting and I read this book by a nephrologist who treats diabetes patients. Everyone in my family is diabetic. Um, <clears throat> and after reading this book, I started fasting regiments and lost about 40 pounds over the last like Ooh. three years. Um, but... <clears throat> I have such a common story of endocrine dysfunction, which is like so American and like the symptoms of like never feeling like you can get totally full or like never feeling like always having to feel like you're like hypervigilant about weight gain. Right. Like this mm -hmm. feeling that like you eat a couple fucking extra cookies over Christmas and like somehow you're like 10 pounds heavier that yep. like and like you're not crazy if that's where your mind is at and you're just like trying to explain to a fat phobic mean fucking doctor who's like yeah i'm sure you're just eating 1200 calories and you haven't lost any weight and it's like yeah. no it's i've lived that like i yeah. lived that 100 and all i'm saying is this obesity code book has like changed my fucking entire life it's made me infinitely more sympathetic towards older versions of myself mm -hmm. it has made me infinitely angrier about the american food system and at the same time it's like really completely turned around some like really detrimental long-term sort of like health markers and has probably knock on wood saved me from generations and generations of familial and genetic inherited diabetes so <clears throat> that's fantastic yes so look into it if that's like what you're about but the point of that being that like the only time this ever stuck is when I stopped doing this exact mm -hmm. thing, this like resolution thing. Like I really like non binding, if you will, new year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, you know, whatever, like you said, more whimsical. That is like, this is my perfect genre, right. Of like, <laughs> but if you're taking on weight loss or whatever the fuck you're calling it, whatever the fuck everyone's delusionally calling weight loss, to like not say that it's to lose weight. First of all, it's okay. If you want to lose weight, it doesn't mean that you hate yourself. It doesn't mean that you don't love your body. Like yep. part of our growing relationship with our bodies and ourselves is like, you're allowed to change it. And, and, and as long as you're not coming at it from a punishment perspective or like I was quote unquote bad and now I need to be quote unquote good, which is to mean like eating vegetables and lean meats or whatever, like as long as you're not coming at it from a self-punishing, self-hating, like a bad place, I say go for it, but don't take it on in the diet starts Monday sort of mentality because then it's just like a recipe for failure. You're going to go into a gym on January 1st. It's going to be packed and all the yeah. mean gym bro regulars are going to be have their worst attitudes on just like start up in March and don't even join a gym. Just go walk around outside. Enjoy the world. Enjoy the real world. I love this as advice because like, I think the artificial, like, so first like deadlines, art of like holidays, these things can be wonderful reminders to sort of take stock. Yes. Right. And appreciate. Yes. You know, uh, what we've done and often it's a good chance to recognize we've accomplished a lot more than we think we have and this yeah. is something I do with all my clients uh, is we actually go through objectively and list all the things that they have accomplished and usually 
and often they're just like, well, I can't think of anything that's actually, and then they go through it. And then as they're like, holy shit, this is a lot more. And I'm like, so like step outside yourself. If someone told you, you did all this, that they had accomplished all this in a year, would you view that? Would you objectively say that was a successful year or not? And you'd be like, hell yes. Like, but the key is saying that like, they don't all have to be done. They're all still kind of works in progress. Yeah. Right. And the end of the year doesn't mean you start working on them or you stop working on them. It's yep. just recognizing that all of these things, like the best day to start is like today. Yeah. As cheesy as it sounds, of course. Yeah. And the work and like the next best day to start is tomorrow. Love this. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you don't have to worry about, don't, don't go to the gym because it's the new year. Yes. Right? Yes. Go to the gym because there's something you want to accomplish. Yeah. Like, I think a way better thing, uh, I'm just going to use my own example because this is our fucking podcast, but, uh, mm -hmm. I got into a trip where I'm going to be hiking, um, the pictured rocks national park in Michigan. And it's going to be a tough, tough, tough hike. And it's going to be a backpacking trip. So like we're talking about 30 or 40 pounds of gear, like it's just going to be a lot and I'm new to all of this. So it's going to be overwhelming, but in the next, you know, so that's in September. So I have nine months to yeah. get fit enough to do a lot of hill hiking with a lot of gear on my back. And to me, that is an infinitely more laudable and reasonable goal mm -hmm. than saying like, well, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds and I'm going to be able to do a, you know, a thousand pull-ups or whatever. It's like, I want to take this trip in a beautiful place that I doing something that I know I already love, which is hiking and <clears throat> have the, the challenge be just like, going with all these experienced people on a challenging uh, trail and being able to keep up with them. Right. Like it doesn't have to, that's, that's uh, the point being get, get into the improvement and less uh, this sort of myopic staring down of a goal, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And like, let's say you, you go there and then you're like, you're the slowest hiker. <laughs> doesn't matter. You're fucking out there hiking. Like that's you right. have accomplished the goal. The goal that's is right. not, you know, I'm going to be the fastest hiker in the universe. It's simply, I'm going to go and have a great time with my friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and my, my physicality is not going to stop me from doing this. Yes. I, mean, I think that's maybe a better goal is like getting into the mindset that like, maybe that I don't have to be the fastest person on the trail, but that like my lack of fitness will not get in the way of me enjoying the beautiful scenery, I think is a better goal. Exactly. And like, I love that because this is something... Uh, I, I love this as like both a positive and negative thing. Like don't do this, but do do this. Like, I think that's always important. Like not just don't do this thing, but here is a useful <laughs> other way to, to look at it and, and, and approach it. And that that's such a great example because, you know, um, when I was working as an athlete, it's all a process of when I'm not working, but when I was an athlete in my younger life, like seriously, um, you couldn't get yourself ready in one day yep. there's no cramming for fitness <laughs> yeah well said right <laughs> um so it's all about setting uh, a goal for today yeah right that like i remember when i was uh, getting ready for soccer season um which was all year round but like you would you'd have short breaks in between but i'd be like you know what that i it's too cold out today to run for a distance. So I'm just going to see if I can run this distance 10 seconds faster. Beautiful. Perfect. Right. Yeah. And, 
Uh, I remember doing that or like, okay, it's a nice day out for distance. I'm not saying I'm going to run five additional miles. You're like, can I run an extra quarter of a mile? Yes. This is... And if the answer is I can only run an extra 10th of a mile, I still ran an extra. I was going to say, you still got over your goal, right? Like Exactly. This is... I also like, if you have been fat at any point in your life and like, I, I, I wish that I had, Ooh, this is going to make me cry. Uh, I wish that I had been able to tell myself something really important earlier, which is horrible, but it's true, which is like people who hate fat people, they do, they don't, they actually just want you to suffer. Like you're going to get shit for being in the gym. You're going to get shit for not being in the gym. You're going to get shit. Like <clears throat> I don't personally use Ozempic, but like if I had known that people would call Ozempic cheating because you're not hungry all the time, like, cause you're not miserable, like there is a group of people who hate in their deepest, deepest core themselves. And the way this comes out is to deeply hate fat people. Mm-hmm. And you cannot let yourself listen to these people because they are sad. They're going to be angry at you no matter what. They're going to be angry at you if you're fat and happy about it. They're going to be angry at you if you're fat and trying to change it. They're going to be angry at you for being on a machine when there's six machines open. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, a lot of us get into, oh, try not to cry. A lot of us get into these fitness spaces or cycles or whatever, driven by the bullying of others. And the thing is, they're going to bully you no matter what. Like, if you're out there trying to go from a 22, size 22, down to a 16, because you think you're going to get bullied less at a size 16, I have terrible news, which is that you're not. Because yeah. that's not the point. And if I could send a message back to myself is like if you're if you're going to do this please try as much as you can to do it from a place of loving yourself and not to satisfy those outside voices because they will never be satisfied listen to me when i when i say like if you have a parent who's horrible and makes comments about your weight like they're going to make comments about your weight until you're underweight. Like they're going to make comments about your weight until they're sick. Cause it's not actually about you and your body. It's about them and their relationships to themselves and their body. That's all I wanted to say. I think it's really, well, first of all, I just say like, I understand why you're getting emotional because it's something I did not experience until I was older, mm-hmm. until I was an adult. But the amount of like shame that I internalize, not from my own feelings about me, but from other, the way that other people treated me differently. Yep. And like, and then it starts to come in your voice, yes. even though it originally wasn't your thought. Yeah. Right. And yep. then learning to be like, you know what? I don't actually think that about myself. Yep. And like, so I have a, a so a family friend who, uh, Recently, in the last 10 years or so, every time he'd see me, he would, instead of saying hi, he'd be like, you've gotten fat. Jesus fucking Christ. And and I would, my response now to him every time is, and you're still an asshole. <laughs> and like, and then we move on, right? Yeah. Um, the thing is that like, I have lost a little weight this year, not because I was actually trying to necessarily lose weight. It was just, I had very specific sort of fitness goals that I wanted to hit. Uh, yeah. Some changes to my lifestyle. I wanted to to walk more. I wanted to spend more time being active so I could do very specific things. Um, and the weight loss sort of happened on its own because I was focused on uh, these very uh, specific fitness goals. Yeah. And the thing is that the biggest thing that has happened is not that my weight has changed. 
the biggest thing is my body composition has changed. Yes, yes. So, like, uh, I have found now with certain shirts that, like, yeah, the tummy's not as tight, but the arms are too short because my shoulders have gotten bigger. Hey! Yeah. Hey, And it's just like, yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, I didn't intend to do this. It happened. Like, what a nice thing. I'll just roll up my sleeves. It's fine. Yeah. Um, And... I love the way that 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 you're putting this is that like your that other people are always gonna have horrible things to say. Always. Always. Because you can't control their relationship to their body or their relationship to your body. Yes. You can only control your relationship to your body and yes. like nothing else. And for anybody out there who's like worried, you know, like romantically, I'm not tall enough, I'm not thin enough, I'm not fit enough or whatever, it's like but you don't want someone who thinks that who, who wants a different person than you. You, I, can we just say this? You're not an like a home improvement project. You're not a project. Like you're good. You're whole. You're set today. Like I met the two most important relationships I've ever had, and I was much bigger than I am now. Like you're 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 all good. You're all good. I promise you. Like you're done if you don't want to improve and there's a chorus of people saying like well you should really try to lose 20 fuck them fuck them if you like yourself today don't change a goddamn thing and the person who's right for you will find you sexy no matter how big or how small you get they're just because you know at the end of the day what's happening is your bodies are the medium yep but what you're actually expressing or what you're making is the person yep right and so, like, if that person loves you and finds you attractive, right, then they will, no matter what body you're in. My So I have uh, d- disproportionately thick thighs, which, like, yeah. you can imagine in the 90s was, like, uh, a big insecurity of mine, right? When everybody was supposed to be so mm-hmm. fucking thin, right? Waif mode. Yes. And uh, I had a moment over the summer when I met my partner who I just, like, love – as fiercely more fiercely than I've ever loved anybody is we were watching a movie and he's laying on my body and he has his arms around my thigh. Like it's like a plush bear and he's like snuggling with my thick thigh that has always been like, you know, one of my greatest sources of insecurities. And there's this person that I just love so much in a capacity. I didn't know that I could love someone I didn't birth. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, Loving that part of me. That's like one of his favorite parts of me. And, you know, mm-hmm. like um, my, my point being that once you actually believe that you are good, like you are good today, you're ready, you're baked, you're good to go. Like, ironically, making changes, if you want to, becomes easier because it so doesn't. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like, oh, God, no one's ever going to love me if I don't lose 20 pounds. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I love that. That's so true. Um also, for any of you who haven't seen Godzilla Minus One, like, <laughs> I was watching it with, with with my lady friend, and I just leaned over and said, that boy is thick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all I have to say is, yep, yep. You know, he got, he, he got some peck action. He got those giant thighs. <laughs> he's got a nice juicy tail. Like he's a, he's a big boy. Uh, <laughs> and you bet that there's some lady Godzillas out there who are just like, mm. mm-hmm, he thick. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if I don't for, uh, 
Yeah, that's that's great. Um, I just I'm now trying to imagine Lady Godzilla's because I just found out yesterday that Gritty has a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, her name is Gritney, and so Google that shit. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sorry, and you're welcome. Ah, incredible. Yeah, it will ruin your life and haunt your nightmares, but also it's amazing. Um. <laughs> I think you're welcome is the appropriate sign-off yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so my don't for uh, 2024, my first one, is uh, don't let my work expand to fill all available time. Yep. Yep. Uh that one thing I've learned, uh, I'm sure you have too, as a, a small business owner, is that um, there's always more work to do. Oh, it turns out, wow, is there always more work to do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so you can literally, if you don't pay attention, just let the work fill every <laughs> available moment of every day. Oh, my God. In 2020, God, had to be 2021, I think. I rented a fish cabin after the end of summer market season. And then I just went and sat in the woods and it felt like I had been at a rock concert for six months. I just sitting there letting like things ring in my brain. But boy, if you don't do that, I was like, why am I so burned out? Like, Oh, I work every time. I don't have any thoughts that aren't metal honey foods. I have no other thoughts. And like, it's the things that you're just like, Oh, it needs to happen immediately. Oh, I need to do this right now, right now, right now. Um, I'm like, oh, or then there's the just in case. I need to know about this just in case. Yeah. Well, there are a million just in cases. I was going to say, you could do this ad infinitum. Yes. Like you could be the U.S. military and have actual <laughs> gigantic binders full of possible battle plans for like a time traveling Napoleon emerging in like rural Alaska. <laughs> like the U.S. military has plans for every conceivable possible thing and some that are not conceivable. <laughs> As is their job and want. Yeah. I'm just saying that you are not that. Yeah. You, uh, I was going to say, yes, it's not your job. You do not have to be prepared for every possible outcome. Yeah. nor And uh, unlike them, you don't, you don't have an entire military industrial complex like <laughs> uh, uh, paying you for every single possible moment. Oh, um, and so I've had to really learn like what is – uh, what is a productive use of my time, not in what necessarily generates revenue, yeah. but what actually pushes me forward versus what is work that is merely meant to alleviate my anxiety that I, I'm missing something. <laughs> yeah. The tickle of that horrible, like, I mean, not Protestant work ethic for you, but like Protestant work ethic by proxy, like cultural Protestant work ethic of just like, I don't know. I saw, hey, um, hey, it's me, your work ethic. I saw you sat down for five minutes. Did you earn that? Why are you sitting down? Can you justify the expenditure of five minutes of fucking alone time, please? Thank you. And that's like the urge. Uh, that's that as simple as the urge to like sit down and you have like, 10 minutes not to do anything and not immediately check your, your email or your text to see like, did someone send me something? Is there something that I have to take care of right now? Yeah. And so just sitting down and eating a goddamn sandwich. Just take a shit. What if you just take one peaceful shit? You put on some Vivaldi, right? Make it a real, make it a real vibe in there. Right. Oh my God. This is... So that's, yeah. So that is, that is my don't, first don't for 2024. What's your second do uh, resolution for 2024, Sarah? Mm, I guess do, 
I love this. I got this piece of advice in 2023 and it like truly, I'm not shitting you, changed my life. Uh, you can't give up on uh, 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 ADHD has a 100% failure rate. So no matter what new organizational system you put together, like you're going to fuck it up at some point. And like for, for people with brains like us, you know, you're kind of used to like, always throwing the baby out with the bathwater and it's always just like well that got fucked up like start over a new system yeah 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 Yeah. um uh functionally something that truly changed my life is i put a trash can this is something i got on tiktok trash can in every room laundry basket in almost every room or Mm -hmm. laundry basket bathroom bedroom which is the place where i take my clothes off i have a tiny house um (laughs) and that means i don't have shit around anymore like i there's no shit sitting out there's no clutter like the trash goes right in the trash can because it's like easier for me to take one goddamn step in any direction and be like there's a trash can right there so like if you're an adhd person and you get excited about like say opening up a package and like taking out and using whatever's in the package and the package just ends up being this kind of like you know part of the many tumbleweeds of like you know consumerist detritus that roll around your house like yep you just get in the habit of putting the package right in the trash can. Cause there's one right there. And, uh, this didn't work all the time, always for the first four months that I did it, but I kept at it and now it is a habit. And now it does work about 95% of the time. And when it breaks down, you recognize that the breakdown is, oops, you forgot to bring a laundry basket back up from the basement. And then you replace the laundry basket and the system works again. So mm-hmm. do try again with a system that mostly works, especially if you have ADHD, like don't give up on things because they fail twice or three times. Like uh, keep trying, keep trying, especially if you have ADHD. I I like that of the capacity to accept that no system is perfect. No person is perfect. And that I find this sometimes with the, this is good in a lot of situations. It's just like, (laughs) Just because some person said one thing to you that pissed you off doesn't mean that they're not worth having as your friend. Correct. Expect that every relationship will disappoint you in some way at some point. Yes. Yes. Right? And then just ask yourself, is the ratio acceptable? Yeah. And, you know, some of them might be like some people's – a lot of times you find people's values are aligned, but like maybe their actions like, you know – a guy that I know is was in 2016 a Trump supporter and I was like oh like ew but when I actually got into a real conversation with him about it he was like listen I was just like so angry at politics as like a institution I felt disconnected from it and I was like you know what fuck it all these people in Washington who've been there for years haven't done anything maybe this person who nobody likes will be able to go Mm. in and like actually accomplish some change. Now he realizes that was a really fucking stupid thing in practice, yes. but in, in asking more questions about that, I find that like our values are still very much aligned, which is mm-hmm. like wanting change on a broad level, being frustrated with like the status quo, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I call I, that voting for the meteor. What say that again? I call that voting for the meteor. Oh, like, like the, uh, the large, on fire rock falling from space that could destroy everything, but maybe that's not the worst thing. But maybe also, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll destroy just enough that we actually, you know, get our shit together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And like, like that's, that's one of those things. Like if all I knew about this person when I first met them is like, you know, this guy voted for Trump in 2016. I'd be like, ew, sick, like gross. I don't want anything to do with this person, but yeah. I know him through like a very leftist person. And I was like, 
well, what do you guys have in common? It's like, uh, frustration with this political system. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And you can, ch- and often you can help, you can help that person see a different perspective because you actually uh, spend the time to find those, those points of uh, a similarity. And like, we're not saying if a system fails 95% of the time, <laughs> stick with it. Or if you disagree with someone on like literally everything other than the fact that, you know, apple pie is delicious. Like, yeah, you don't have to keep chilling with that person, whatever. And, and like, they are just a racist, sexist piece of shit. Yeah. Like, if they like Donald Trump because they're like, yeah, I like when he um, denigrates women and minorities. <laughs> like, you don't have to give that person a chance. Yeah. He's like, yeah, bitches do be lying. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, fine. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I do like, I, I, I really appreciate the idea that, like, you know, so in one thing with, like, online dating, right, is that there's a large high failure rate, mm-hmm. right? I think also part of it is establishing, like, actually, I think that if a strategy fails 95% of the time in online dating, that's actually a decent success rate. 100%, especially for men. So, yeah, so, like, accepting the, like, figuring out what the actual baseline yes. is can be helpful. So, like, the, the analogy I use for sports is that if you're, like, a 300 hitter, meaning you succeed three, 30% of the time, like you are a good hitter in baseball. Yep. But if you're only if you're a tennis player and you only succeed at hitting the ball <laughs> in the court 30% of the time, you're a terrible tennis player. One of the worst. Right? So understanding your baseline, right? I think it is is very important. So like <laughs> and then that will help you develop like a keener idea of like and I think often people overestimate how often other people succeed at things. Oh, 100%. Yes. This is the visibility fallacy. Yeah. Cause I had one client who I was, who was just like, you know, I'm always so terrible at things uh, when I first start them. Right. Uh, I'm just so bad when I first start. I'm like, do you think most people are terrible at things when they first start them? And he's like, no, I'm like, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. Well, I have something to tell you. Virtually everyone sucks at anything when they first start. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, but you generally only see them once they've gotten past that phase of sucking. Yes. Or, or like the whole reason that like child prodigies get on the news is because most people don't know how to play fucking Tchaikovsky at five years old. Like that's the whole point. That's like yeah. how they reach visibility is by their unusual predilection towards this <laughs> instrument. You know what I mean? They are, they are the a perfect example of the exception rather than the <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Like, you know, the, the news stories prove that this is an exception. Like, and I think that's like one of the, again, one of the great fallacies about like looking at people's success is like, no, no, the reason it's newsworthy is because that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> People are like, you know, Oh, look at all these K-pop stars. Like all Koreans must be able to dance so well. And I'm just like, no, they're K-pop stars because you know most Korean most people can't dance. They're the ones. Who, they're the ones who can. Now the Philippines, on the other hand, every single person in that country absolutely can dance and sing like an angel. I hope that yeah. clears it up. <laughs> okay, we we, we want to make sure you know, that, that we're, yeah. we're again baseline baseline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I thought that was so fascinating to me because like, and sometimes there are people who also think. Then there's the opposite side that people fail to understand how much time others have put in. So yep. they think they suck when in fact they have simply not put in the time. So there was like a, a, 
a game I play Overwatch, and it's a first-person shooter. And someone was saying, like, I've spent 200 hours on this game, and I still suck, uh, and I still suck, and I don't understand why I suck. It's like, what is wrong with me? And the people are like, have you played many shooters other than this? They're like, no, this is my first shooter. And he's like, well, let me tell you that in <laughs> Overwatch alone, I have spent 2,000 hours. This is somebody else. He's like, but before Overwatch, I have been playing first-person shooters since I was four. Yep. Meaning I've been playing first-person shooters for 24 years until I hit this game. And he's like, and I just did a little bit of back-of-the-envelope math, which says I have spent over 20,000 hours playing first-person shooters oh my God. until I even booted up this game for the first time. Yeah. You have spent 200 hours total in first-person shooters. Yep. He's like... The reason I'm kicking your ass isn't because you're somehow some hopeless freak. It's because I have literally spent an entire lifetime more, like 20,000 additional hours doing this thing than you have. So like, be patient, play more, listen to like, keep trying to take advice and and anticipate it will take you years uh, to catch up, but that's okay. And the th- you're going to meet, like, amazing teachers. I mean, that's, like, one particular example of one kind of teacher. But, like, if you get, like, I don't know. There's something really thrilling about learning anything from a master just because, like, their concept of how you actually gain skills and whatever it is over time and that it really does come, like, you know, a bite at a time. Like, a perfect example is when I took um, uh, metal casting and our first teacher taught us to pull the whole wax sprue out of the base and weigh it. And then the second teacher was like, what are you talking about? You weigh the sprue base and then you weigh the whole thing and you subtract. And we're like, Oh, like, like yep. that was game changing. That's life changing. But like mm-hmm. we had been doing it the most complicated, like dangerous, like potentially fatal to the pieces way, because that's just what our teacher knew. You meet another master who just has a little bit more mastery. I mean, like that is truly how you become a master at something. These little bite-sized skills of just like, damn, that's smart. Like, fuck. I, like what? it's funny to me because like there are people with singing. People are like, oh my God, like I've been singing my whole life. And then, you know, I go to karaoke with them or I play or I play a song for them. They're just like, oh, man, like you're so talented. I'm like, I mean, talent plays a very small role in this. But I have been literally singing for hours every day, like literally every day since I was like two. Mm-hmm. And often intentionally with practice, with focus. So I'm like, it's not that you are not talented. You just literally haven't spent the time. And the time, not just like practicing the skills, but also building up things like diaphragm strength. Yep. Yep. Like literally the physical or the lung capacity. Like I'm literally dealing with a uh, a changed physiology. Yep. Uh, from this, like talent has a very small amount in it. So like <laughs> it is, but it's the application of intention and focus. Yes. Over time. Yes. So like stick with like if if your organization plan is working 40% of the time and you're like, that's not acceptable. Switch to one that works like 95% of the time. Yep. I love that. And then focus on it. And you'll be able to make that maybe 96, maybe yep. 97, right? The incremental. I love it. I think that's fantastic. What about what's, uh, what about, what's your next don't your last don't. Oh, my last don't. 
Um, so my last don't is, oh, actually I still need to do my, my do. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're positive. Yeah. Your, your affirmative do. This is a very simple one. I have not been on a non-work, non-family vacation <gasps> since I was basically, since I basically went to college. Oh my God. So it's been over 20 years. Holy shit. So my do for 2024 is to take a non-work, non-family vacation, even fuck if it's yeah. one fucking day. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, so that's my my do for the year. And it was a weird thing to write. Yeah, no kidding. I was going to say that's a, but I know what you mean, like a, a self-directed, entirely your plan, your idea sort of trip. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because I had... In the dead week between Christmas and New Year's, I had, uh, with my lady friend, a day or two where we had, like, nothing on our schedules. Beautiful. Which we did intentionally. Yes. And it was, like, literally the best. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it felt so good. Like, if we were hungry, let's eat. If we're not hungry, let's not eat. If we're tired, let's sleep. Like, oh, we love the flexibility of a midday nap. God bless. Or like if I want to get a snack at 3.30, like, and I want to get dumplings, like, or I want to get mulled wine next door, like, I was going to do it. Who fucking cares? Let's go. Who fucking cares? Yep. If I just want to sit here and pet this cat, I'm going to sit here and pet this cat. Like nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So that's my resolution. Give myself that this year. Again, you don't have to earn your time off, Matthew. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. I know. I know. I'm, I'm trying. What's your last don't for 2024? <sighs> Just don't let opportunities to do something small and significant pass you by. And I keep talking about blood donation. And here's the thing. If you're not donating blood because you're afraid of needles, I've got bad news for you. And that's that you're a fucking pussy. Uh, and if you can donate blood and you're not doing it, um, what the fuck is wrong with you? First of all, uh, blood donation is one of the easiest that this is going to be my, my Bob Barker spaying new to your pets, right? Which Love is like, it. donate a fucking pint of blood today. You goddamn pussy. Like it's one <laughs> needle. You're going to sit there. They give you cookies. Everyone's super nice and they can't synthesize blood products. So the only way they can get things like red blood cells, which are, essential for everything from trauma patients to um surgery recovery uh please give blood uh it's so easy it doesn't hurt stop being a pussy we need you that's kind of all i got to say and it's a great excuse to you know like eat a eat a, eat a cookie yes. have some orange juice like make it a I whole gave blood today oh you did hey thank you so much thank you <laughs> uh and i was gonna say like if you're working a corporate job, it is a fucking sweet excuse to take a half day to go treat yourself to a nice lunch, go donate some blood, eat a bunch of cookies. Like everybody knows that any cookies that you eat at the blood center do not count. Um, yep. This is just scientific fact. And <laughs> more importantly, like 
if you're out there like wondering like, oh man, what can I do to like make the world a better place or whatever? Like that's genuinely something you can do to actually save lives. And it's so simple and it's so easy and we have it down to a science and it kills me every time I go to the blood center and it is empty and there are beds where people could be donating. Please donate blood. I'm going to be on your shit about this all 2024. Not your Matthew, your, our audience. Stewie's bleed. Stewie's bleed. For science. For science. Yeah. For the children. Yeah. Not like leeches bleeding, like the actual useful kind of, kind of bleeding. And there's a bunch of people out there who can't give blood for a whole like host of different reasons. Like they still expect gay men to be celibate for a year before you're allowed to give blood, which is fucking bonkers. So the point is fewer people can give blood than you think still. Um, and if you are able just fucking do it, just fucking do it. I love it. That's fantastic. Do give blood. Yeah. Don't not give blood. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, and this is also can be used as a metaphor analogy. Any small good thing you can do, don't pass up the opportunity. It's all good. It all helps. Like same thing with you, with yourself, like, if you're going to get a little bit better today, it's a little bit better. That's better. Better is better. Anyway, don't do it because it. you're like, it's going to be insignificant. Do it. It's going to work. It's going to be better. Better is better. So I'm going to piggyback off this. Uh, so I'm going to make this shrink it down to a personal size. Um, don't pass up opportunities to do small, nice things for myself. Yeah, I love this. Um, that I have. So I love things that people call self-care. I don't view them that way, mm -hmm. but I love things like I like getting uh, massages. Or I mm -hmm. love getting a facial because mm -hmm. I, you know, got this don't happen on its own. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but like a lot, there are a lot of times like I felt, I feel guilty. Can I spend the time? Can I spend the money? Whatever. <laughs> These are small luxuries that make a huge difference to the way I feel. Um, just like getting a good massage like, I feel so much better for days afterward, <laughs> you know? Um, so the small kindnesses I can I can do for myself for like, you know what? You know, for example, I, the difference between a shitty pen and a nice pen just in writing is night and day. Yeah. Oh, oh, a gliding... Just like, yeah. like treating yourself, spending the extra, what, dollar 25 at like, you know, an office mate or a, um, office max to like get yourself some nice ones. This is, this is exactly the perfect kind of self-care that I think that we should take it away from the multi-billion dollar uh, luxury consumables like market and think of it like stuff like this. I, it's so true. And like you get these little moments of pleasure that you can just like focus on because you like... When I'm writing with a nice pen, I always go, oh, this pen feels so good. And it's just this lovely little, like, uh, 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 burst of dopamine. <laughs> yes. You know? And it always still feels surprising and excellent every time <laughs> I yep. pick up the pen. And so when I have to write something out or do something, it makes the entire thing just better and more pleasant to do. Yeah. Um like I, for the first time in many, many years, I spent a little bit of money on clothes, like a small amount on money on clothes, just to like, to fit my body better, to like feel better about the way I look. And it wasn't much. I think I spent like $400 total yep. on it. 
But yet every time like I take out the sweater, which I got off season, like off peak, like every time I take it out and I wear it, I'm just like, oh, this is so fucking nice. It feels so nice <laughs> to wear this, right? Right? And it was like, I think it was on sale for like $35 or something like that. But I, it looks, but it, I look and feel fancier than that when I, and it's just like a nice thing to do for myself. Or like those little, little melting chocolate snowmen. Right? Did yes, we need to spend yes. the, you know, no. But you know what? Whenever I want chocolate milk or I want to do something fun with my friends, it's just going to be this moment of absolute joy and whimsy and it'll be worth every moment, every penny, right? Um, and sometimes the moment of luxury, the little moment of, of joy is as simple as, you know, not taking a moment when the sun's going down to not feel like I need to work my way through it or whatever, but just like, put on some of my favorite tunes and just sit there for the 10 or 15 minutes to watch the sun go down. Then I can go back to my work, whatever it is, but just giving myself that time and that space to enjoy being alive and nothing else other than the joy of being alive for that time. Um, Right. Um, So that's my don't, don't pass up those, those moments or those opportunities, like embrace them and try to do it guilt-free. Just try to do it, um, uh, by, uh, do it with like, uh, an openness and giving myself the, uh, the grace to take that time for myself. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Sounds like we're off to a good one, Matt. I feel, I feel good about it. No, I don't. I don't. That's a lie. That's a fucking lie. I've been alive too long, but you know what? Every day is a new day. 2024 with the presidential election coming up. Is either going to be one of the best or worst years of my life. Yeah, I think that's accurate for both of us. I think that, um, unfortunately, because of this, too, we have to just put our whole face, like, really submerge all of our holes in this in this warm water. Ugh. And I feel like we have a lot of heavy lifting to do. Yeah. Right? In yeah. terms of making sure that our country doesn't fall into fascism. And we will cover that in future episodes. Yeah. But, like, the way we make sure we act... Like, One thing I try to always remember is you can't fill a glass from an empty cup. Perfect. Right. If I want to fill something, I have to have water to give. Yeah. Um, I also need to plug the holes in my vessel so that I don't like anything that gets poured in doesn't just leak out everywhere. (laughs) So I think that like these, like what we're doing now is like a necessary part of getting ourselves ready for this struggle, uh, throughout the rest of the year so that we can come here, please, Lord, so that, uh, (laughs) like, in 2024, I will not be recording this from, like, Malaysia, where I'm, like, now a political exile. (laughs) I'll be with you. Yeah, I know. We'll be like, this is coming to you live from Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) Live from this this week's non-extraditing country of our choice. But actually, my my probably the most realistic backup plan for me to flee Trump's America if he gets reelected, I'll just like go to Germany and like teach American law or something. Uh, and when yeah. uh, and when one of my students asks me, uh, what, you know, isn't American law all fucked up right now? Isn't your Supreme Court destroying everything? I will just sigh heavily. <laughs> Be like, fuck you. Next question. <laughs> So, Sarah, 
Yes. Tell me a bit about what's on tap for Metal Honey in 2024. I can't fucking think about that. Listen, I'll have an answer for that in about two weeks. <laughs> uh, in two, For the next two weeks, uh, though, I am going to be in the hot tub and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to eat some delicious food and just like have two weeks of not trying to think about it too hard. Oh, also look for Metal Honey in um, an upcoming subscription of the Vices uh, mail box by mail service. Uh, appreciate them putting it in order. So they got uh, 10 cases of minis going out to them and um, yeah, order your Vices box. It's full of uh, high-end luxury goods. Hey! And uh, you can find that, I believe, it's at vicesbox.com. And where can we find Metal Honey? M-E-T-A-L-H-O-N-E-Y.com. Um, oh, I need to turn. That's kind of that's kind of fun. I need to turn that that's into pretty a little, good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can order all your hot honey, scorpion honey products at metalhoney.com. And uh, yeah, if you put it in order online, I will absolutely ship it to you next day. Um, just like uh, don't expect to see me out at a market for a hot minute. <laughs> so put yeah, please uh, go to metalhoney.com, support the show supports Sarah by putting in your hot orders, you horny, horny, you horny people. You horny little freaks. I love it. <laughs> As always, you can find uh, this show at, uh, on the platform formerly known as Twitter, at Perp Stew. Please like, subscribe, share, leave a comment and a rating if you like the show. If you don't, fuck you. Um <laughs> We don't need that negativity in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, uh, Sarah, as always, thank you so much. Uh, you. As we Another get ourselves wiser, uh, I'm, I'm older. Um, <laughs> you know, here we are gallivanting off uh, into the new year. Uh, this has been the Perpetual Stew. I'm Matthew Goodman, and I'm Sarah Merle. And until next time, stay curious. Bye.